You're listening to Connect Communities Podcast, recorded live in Stamford, Connecticut. If you'd like to know more about our community, stop by our website at www.connectcommunity.tv. Enjoy the message. And now I'm going to move on to my message. Okay, so it's called Unboxed Faith. And the reason I say unboxed is it's really um, uncompartmentalized. I thought that would be an odd word to put in there, right? So I said unboxed. Uncompartmentalized. Um, See, I'm going to start right from the beginning with what is faith. Because I feel like we often have a misunderstanding of what faith is. So I started with the web, right? You know how you Google? Google, what do you tell me? What is faith? (laughs) That was my... So Google tells me that faith is a strong belief in God or in the doctrine of religion based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof. That's what Google tells me. The Bible tells me what's on the screen. The Bible says now faith is the assurance, and this is the amplified version, is the assurance, title, deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely granted, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. But what I love is the second part. It says, faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. So hold on to that last part. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. See, faith is important. It's so important that it's mentioned over 300 times in the Bible. Faith is a big deal. And we ought to live with faith, live in faith. See, faith is more than knowing about God. Faith is an assurance in God. It's more than just knowing of Him, right? Because the, 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 faith is a strong belief in God, but it's more than just knowing that He exists. It's more than that. It's this assurance in Him. See, today I want to sit in the living room with you like I like to do. For those that know me, I like those one-on-ones, like staring in your eyes, right? Looking into your soul. You know, I know know some girls are like, amen. I love that conversation, right? And today, this is what I want to do with you. Although I am not that close, and I thought it would be kind of creepy to hover over you, you know. I just want to sit in the living room with you and chat about your faith. I mean, what do you know to be true about God? What do you feel in here? The truth truth about God for you. Who, Who is God in your everyday life? See, sometimes we talk about faith and we we say, okay, I'm having faith for something, right? I'm having faith that my house will sell. I'm I'm having faith for my husband to come. I'm having faith for that job. I'm having faith for um, the promotion. I'm having faith to get into that college. I'm having faith for. But today, I don't want to talk, and that's okay, okay? I don't want to, that's not bad. That's a good thing. God wants to be a part of your life. He wants to um, give you the desires of your heart. That's not a bad thing. But today, I want to talk about another kind of faith. Today, I want to talk about the faith that makes up the foundation of your life, the entirety of your life, that determines the decisions and the outcomes of your life. See, this week, we celebrated um, our daughter's birthday, the Twinkies. I have a picture of them for you guys that don't know. Those are Twinkies. And uh, they turn two. And I mean, we are, I mean, every day that we get to spend with them and that we watch them, I mean, it's just, we rejoice. 
Because at one point, when we got pregnant with them, not only were we shocked, hello, <laughs> um, but then came part two, which is when the doctors looked at us and said, you're going to have issues. You have two in there, and they're in the same sack, in the same placenta, and their cords are all being entangled, and at worst, they'll both die, right? Um, what, maybe one of them, maybe only one of them, maybe, I mean, there's so many, I mean, they gave us a list of things that could have gone wrong. The list was so intense that till this day, the thought of it overwhelms me. The statistics were insane. And at one point, the doctor looked at us and he said, you guys should consider abortion. <laughs> and I will never forget that day. I never forget it was a dark day. And we were walking out of his office and I'll tell you, it was dark outside and both inside. It was dark. It was almost like my soul, my spirit had been affronted. It was like my relationship with Jesus did not match this current story and this scenario that was presenting itself. It just didn't match. It didn't make sense to me. And I remember we, we walked out of that, of that um, office that day. And it was almost like my faith was in question. It was almost like, how could this be happening to me? I'm a believer. <laughs> Like, this isn't, what? And I've heard at that same moment, a still small whisper in my ear, will you believe even when you don't know what's ahead? I remember that. Will you believe even if you don't know? This could go way bad, right? But the, will you believe? So JD and I went home that day and we made a conscious decision that we would choose to trust God. Not because we were assured that it was going to be okay, because we weren't, not because, not, a, not because of anything rather than we knew the God we served. We knew who he was. We knew who he, he is, the God that we still serve. So we chose that day to believe as fact. Remember the initial definition. We chose to believe as fact that God has not, would not, and will never abandon us, regardless of the outcome. He will never abandon us. We chose to believe as fact that day that he is for us. Even when things are not going the way we planned, that he's still for us. And we chose to believe that. And that day we chose to believe as fact that God has not lost control. Although I may not see it, he has not lost control. And I want to tell you something. <laughs> it didn't get easier. It didn't get easier by any means. So after that doctor's appointment and, you know, a doctor telling you you should abort, what do you do? You switch doctors. Because <laughs> we were not going to do that. So we went home and we're like, okay, who else do we call? So we ended up um, finding a doctor in Denbury, which meant that we had to travel to see this doctor an hour there and an hour back. And initially it was once a week, and then it went to three times a week. And then it went to every day. We had to monitor the babies and make sure that nothing was happening inside. And, you know, if anything was going on, they weren't growing or developing. We need to be speedy about it. So every day we would put our three-year-old in the car, drive up for an hour. You know, she would kind of hang around and, you know, do whatever. And then drive back for another hour. And in that car ride, I've got to tell you, if anybody here knows Maya, sweet, sweet Maya. She, when she wants something, she can be very persuasive. I don't know where she gets that from. 
But she can be very persuasive. And she would go, Mommy, I want to hear Steady My Heart. And so we had this Carrie Job CD in our car. And the first song on that CD was Steady My Heart. But not only does she want to hear it, she wants to hear it on repeat for the whole hour. But God is so good. God is so good, guys. We're sitting there in the car, and let me tell you what the lyrics of this song is. Wish it could be easy. Why is life so messy? Why is pain a part of us? There are days I feel like nothing ever goes right. Sometimes it just hurts so much. But you're here. You're real. And I know I can trust you. Even when it hurts, even when it's hard, even when it all just falls apart, I will run to you because I know that you are lover of my soul and healer of my scars. You steady my heart. I'm not going to worry. I know that you got me right inside the palm of your hand. Each and every moment, what's good and, get, and what gets broken happens just the way you plan. My sweet three-year-old was speaking into us. <laughs> she was saying, she had no idea what was going on. And she was like, mommy, on repeat. And this is the kind of song, the kind of faith I'm talking to you about. The one when you don't know, right? You still know. <laughs> the kind of faith that when you don't know really what was happening. You don't know what the outcome is going to be. But you know right in here that God is with you. He has not left you and he will not abandon you. And I'm telling you that sometimes you have to listen to a song over and over to get that in there. Right? Sometimes you have to stay focused on the right thing. You have to stay focused. I want to invite you today to unbox your faith. Take it out of the box. Decompartmentalize it. But put it in full in your entire life. The entirety of what you believe. The entirety of everything you do is based on that faith and the assurance of who God is. See, sometimes faith is external. Sometimes we keep faith as a something that we dip into when we need it. And then you pull it out. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe for. And then I'm done believing for it. It happened or it didn't happen and put it back in the box. And my encouragement to you today is faith is not meant to be used as a jacket that you put on and you, put, you take off. Faith is the essence of your existence. Faith is what proceeds. Out, like Every decision comes out of that. Faith is what determines the direction you take and the decisions you make. It's not something you pick up and put down. In order to have this kind of faith, though, you must believe that God is who he says he is. Right? Because unless we understand who God is, and unless we believe who he says he is, it is hard to put your life on something, like to set your life on something. Right? You have to believe that what he says is true. So you may be thinking, yeah, um, that stuff is good. And uh, I'd love to, you know, let faith be the determining factor. And your story turned out great. But that's not my case. I believed. I believed in God. And I believed that he was good. And I believed that he was for me. And my story turned out bad. And here's, I, I do want to bring light to something today. That faith is not a genie in the bottle. Because you have faith does not mean that everything will go exactly as you planned. Because you've, de you've decided to live a life of faith and you're standing on faith and everything you do proceeds out of faith does not mean everything will turn out exactly as you planned. You know, I won't, 
Hebrews 11.1 1 says, the faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of the unseen. And sometimes we look at that verse and we are tempted to believe, well, substance of things hoped for, I hope for it, the evidence of the unseen, it's going to happen, right? But I like the way the message puts it. If you look, I think I, I put it up on the screen. The message says the, fundam the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we cannot see. Keep that part for you. It's our handle on what we cannot see. See, you may pray, you may believe, and the outcome may still be bad. But we need to be reminded of another passage. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 and 18 reminds us, for our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see. We don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix on our gaze on the things we cannot see. Remember, cannot see. For the things we see now will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. So what is faith? Faith is fixing your eyes on Jesus. We understand that everything here is temporary. The troubles, the good, the bad, everything is temporary. We know that faith, faith is knowing that there's a bigger plan than the one we see right in front of us. Faith is knowing that we don't understand tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We can't see everything. Faith is believing that even in the midst of that, God is still in control and he is still for us. See, I want to give you another scenario. About five months ago, my brother-in-law and sister were pregnant and they had prayed for a baby and they had believed for a little girl. They have two boys and they were praying for a little girl and they got pregnant and they were so excited and then she started to go to the doctor and a few bad reports came. And I remember sitting, you know, talking to her because she lives in Houston. So we were on the phone and I'd, we were praying together and we were believing that those doctor reports would be changed and that the, the scenario wasn't true and it wasn't going to be a bad report. And we believed and we prayed. But the outcome was not what we expected. Um, about, I think it was at about week seven, no, maybe about week nine or ten, they miscarried. And uh, it was one of the most painful experiences that they had to go through. And in the midst of that very, very painful time, I can tell you that Jordan and Ellie chose to remain in faith. They chose to remain close to the God who gives, the God who loves, the God who gave his only son. They chose to remain close to the, to the God they not only believed in, but gave their entirety of their life to. They stayed close. And I'll tell you something that they did not do. And this is my one encouragement to you today. What they did not do is park in the why. I'm gonna, can you guys see it here? There's a why. See, there's a box. We're talking about unboxing faith. But I want to encourage you today to box the why. I want to encourage you and give you permission 
to take the things that you don't understand, that we won't understand, the questions, the whys, and to actually put it inside the box. Because you know what? We don't know tomorrow. We don't know why they lost the baby and why JD and I get to hold Chloe and Peyton in their arms. We don't know why you prayed and you prayed and you prayed and you still lost your home. We don't know why you pray and you pray and you pray and you know what? The addiction has not gone. We don't know why you lost your loved one. We also don't know why some get promotions and some do get the house that they didn't deserve. The reality is we don't deserve anything. Everything is a gift, right? Everything is a gift. And so I want to give you permission to box the why and to box the I don't know. To be okay with saying sometimes, I just don't know. We don't have to have the answer to everything. We don't. I mean, I know that's really hard for the analytical folks who like to cross their, you know, T's and dot their I's and kind of, I know that's hard. But in, in a life of faith requires you to, okay, to be okay with putting things in the I don't know box and walking away right? Life is not fair all the time. It's not, you know, but asking why and remaining there will not get you any further. It just won't. See, here's what I think, here's what I believe we need to do in order to choose to live this life of faith. There are three things I want to tell you. Number one, is stop studying your circumstance and start studying God. In order to live a life that's firmly founded in faith, you need to stop studying the circumstance because we're so good at analyzing. What about this way? What about that way? No, 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 no. no. Like you look at it in every perspective, in every direction, and you think about everything that there is. And what I could have, could have, could have, should have, would have, would have, would have, right? Let's stop doing that to the circumstances and let's study God, the person of God, the character of God, the, the, the truth about God. And you can do that by reading the Bible. You can do that by watching other people's lives, watching God show up in their lives. You can do that by worshiping or by putting a song on and letting that thing sink into your heart. Study God. Study who he is and what he wants to be in your life and how he wants to work. Study him. And let go of the circumstance. It won't all end in a period. The second thing I believe is you need to remember his track record. Remember what God has already done. The Bible says that every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord. So understand that there are no coincidences that everything that's good in your life came from God. So if you walked into this place this morning, it came from God. If you're breathing, it came from God. If you have a family, it came from God. If you have a job, it came from God. Whether you love it right now or not, it's paying the bills. It came from God. Remember what he has already done and how he's already saved you and already showed up in your life. You can see his handprint in your life. And the third thing I believe is that when, do, when things do turn out painful and when they are less than what you desired for. Acknowledge that we do not hold tomorrow. We do not know tomorrow. 
We don't know what's happening. We don't know what's to come. We don't know. We're part of something greater. There's a passage in James 4, 14 that says, how do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like a morning fog. It's here a little while, then it's gone. Right? It's like a little fog. We don't know what's tomorrow. And sometimes we are so crushed today by what's happening. But we don't know that the door that God has tomorrow is so much greater. So he had to shut the plans right now. He had to say no to you so that he can get you there. But if you're crushed here and you stay here and you stay in the why me? Why, 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 why? You miss out what's here and where he's trying to lead you. So leave the whys behind and walk. In faith towards Jesus because he knows tomorrow. He knows your tomorrow. Now I'm going to tell you something from personal experience. I don't want to minimize your pain. Okay, about a little bit over a year ago, I lost my best friend. And I can sit in this why box. She was 26 years old. And I can say why. Why? Why did you take her? Right? I can sit here. And say that but I gotta tell you something I have seen so many lives come to Jesus through her story I have seen so many people return I have seen so many people go I want the Jesus she has had I have seen so many people's lives be changed that doesn't mean this is less painful but it does mean that God can use all things and he will use it if we give him permission to if we get out of this place and decide to walk in faith towards Jesus believing that he knows tomorrow he will use whatever happened for your good leave that behind see faith faith is deciding to never walk through life alone again faith is running towards the arms of God when you actually want to question where are you God because let's be honest there are times in our lives where we're like where, where were you hello are you seeing this right there are moments like that but faith does this you know what I don't know I don't understand I don't care I'm running towards you because you hold my tomorrow you hold my world in your hands so today once again my invitation to you is this take faith out of this box that says I'm gonna put it on and put it off put it on and put it off when I need it and live a faith that is a firm foundation of everything you do of everything you decide and everything that every direction you walk live it live in faith choose to believe in God choose to trust God choose God because I want to tell you something he has already chosen you John 3 16 says John 3 6 perhaps one of the most known passages right most of you can probably quote it but let's remember for God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life he chose you